What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Muscle Experience. My name is Tyler Egan, and I will be your host. In today's world, we're taught that the human body is inherently flawed, but it is certainly not. It is my goal with this show to bring you the information to help you with your nutrition and fitness, to help you see what the human body is truly capable of, and to help you win the war within, giving you the ultimate mind muscle experience. Oh, this is good. I impressed myself. I am too in my own horror. This actually fucking sounds awesome. Gets me pumped to do the podcast more. Really, really does. I'm excited to be back from a studio that's not a studio. Live to myself. Coming to you from New Jersey. The greatest podcast in the, what did I say? Northern Hemisphere. The mind-muscle experience. The experience that the mind muscles. The the muscle that experiences the mind. Oh, I like that. The muscle that, it's so irrelevant. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the greatest podcast in the Northern Hemisphere. Today, you know, I was like, okay, I want to do more podcasts. The researching stuff, it's definitely something I want to do more because I learned a lot. However, I need these to be, need these to take up less time. So I want to talk about things I know and can. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? I guess educate people if they want to listen. Um, inform, inform people on some things that I've learned throughout my fitness career, and it's uh, you know things I've learned from training. Things I, you know, honestly, you know what's been the biggest uh, learner, the biggest teacher for me is. And, and I don't suggest you go out and do this, but all of my injuries, I have learned so much because it started with my shoulder injury. This was the first thing I really dealt with in my lifting career. I had, and, and we're going to get into the topic. The topic today is sitting, but, but I want to talk about this for a second. So my shoulder was my first injury and I'm pretty convinced now that I had impingement. However, I never got a diagnosis or anything like that. So I'm not too sure, but it felt a hell of a lot like a mean pinching sensation on the anterior side of my shoulder, the front side, um, in the front deltoid. And yo, it was no joke. It was no friggin' joke. I couldn't lift my arm. Okay, so if, if you hold your arm out parallel to the ground, okay, that's about where I could lift my right shoulder. Now it's a wrap. I got more shoulder mobility than you know what to do with. But that's how I learned from, that's how I learned to regain mobility in my shoulder. And I learned to challenge the stability, work at the scapula, work on the rotator cuff, work on all these muscles that actually go into an, a well, a fluid, a fluid humerus scapula relationship you know the humerus is the bone and that the shoulder it's the yeah so anyway that's how i learned it i I hurt myself it hurt bad doctors suck physical therapists are a part of the system even though they have a unique skill set in which they can't actually use um they're a part of the system so it's you know they only have a certain amount of time with you so i had to actually learn most of the things i know on my own and then one injury led to another, you know, then I started dealing with more ankle issues and knee issues. So I started looking into ankle mobility and, and knee stability and what I need to do to work on that. 
and then it led up to my damn hips because those things were stuck like a what's something that's stuck all the time damn it like an ice cube and an ice tray. No, there's, there, there could have been a better one. Doesn't matter. That's the first thing that came to my mind. It, my, my, my hips were like glued inside the socket. It was ridiculous. I had no hip mobility, and I wondered why I had back pain. That's the crazy thing about the human body, my friends. It is a master of adaptation. It will adapt. It will. Ad- I mean, think about just think about the. Okay, I don't know what people think the biggest issue in the world is. This is what I think. Forty percent of our population is obese. I think this is just in the U.S. 70% are overweight. Hold on. Hydration. I realize how much that affects me when I'm doing this. Hydrate, motherfuckers. Okay. 70% is overweight. And one quarter or one fifth of our children, of the child population, is obese. That should be a fucking crime. Anyway, it's not the point here. Um, I think the biggest issue is the, that we're overweight, obese, um, immobile. So think about that. The human body has adapted over the course of however many years the humans have been around. I don't know. And we went from hunter-gatherers to whatever came next to, you know, the, the uh, what was it called? The Industrial Revolution, when things really started to kick off and technology. And we just keep adapting, adapting, adapting. The human body keeps adapting, adapting, adapting. I mean, think about this. We never, like humans didn't always have light switches to turn lights on. So they never had to deal with artificial lights fucking them up. We do. Part of the, it's one of the downsides of technology. Anyway, the human body keeps adapting. It adapts to everything. Um, so when your body, you know, when you are dealing with an injury, your body will seek a stable position. So it adapts, it adapts, it adapts. When I lacked hip mobility, my body seeked a stable position elsewhere. Most of the time, when you lack hip mobility, it goes to your back, your lower back, specifically, specifically next. Fun fact for you. Uh, that is actually, if you guys never listened to the episode when I talked about uh, why flexibility isn't always the issue, I forget exactly the title now. I'll link it in the show notes. Go check that out because I talk about the uh, joint by joint approach. It's the idea that's the idea that there's your joints are stacked in your body, uh, one joint on top of another, and one's mobile, one's stable, and they work synergistically. If one lacks mobility or stability, the other one will compensate, and it's not always pretty. So that's why we actually have a lot of joint pain, because we lack mobility, stability, our bodies just don't function right. But anyway, the body adapts, it adapts. So that's how I learned so many things. You know, I learned more about hip, knee, uh, ankle mobility, shoulder mobility, shoulder stability, the scapula, what it actually does, it stabilizes the shoulder, um, specifically overhead as well. You know, all these different joints, what they do, the thoracic spine, the spine is fucking cool, guys. It, it is, it's how our brain communicates to our body. It's how it sends neurons. And it's like, yo, there's just this cord on your body and the brain. Like, you don't even do anything. Think about that. You don't even do anything. Your brain is so sophisticated that it just sends neurons down the spinal cord to muscles to this, to that. When you feel pain, your brain just did that. Oh, bars. When you feel pain, your brain just did that. Now I need a beat. Okay, anyway. Uh, I'm just excited to do this. My brain's like... Okay, so sitting. Sitting's a good example of the... Wow, that really ties in. I am good at this. Sitting's a really good example of the body being a master of adaptation. Um, Think about this. We all, like... Not all of us. I shouldn't say all of us. You ever see... The old person walking in the mall at 
you know, a restaurant, wherever, uh, down the street. I see people, I see older people walking down the street sometimes like this. Um, they're super slouched over because their back is all sorts of fucked up. That's because their spine has taken a new shape. Your your spine should not be that rounded. It's no. Oh, that hurts just thinking about it. And and that's what I mean, you know. And okay, those are extreme examples. I don't know if a li- I guess a lifetime of sitting could lead to to that, huh? Anyway, it's it, it adapts. The body adapts. The spine will adapt and. When we sit for frequent periods of time, these are the things that happen. This is, oh, hold on, I'm adjusting my seat. I'm getting prepared for this. These are the things that happen. It's, it's not just creating muscle imbalances throughout your body. So what you're doing is you're sitting down. Most of the time, we're sitting. I guess our legs flexed at about a 90 degree angle, maybe even less. So um, you're shortening your hamstrings in that case. You're shortening your calf muscles. Most people, uh, I'm completely generalizing here, where ridiculous footwear um and what actually happens is your foot arch cannot create any kind of stability because it it seeks stability from a cushion i.e your foot insoles um or your shoe insoles whatever they're called so we have these treacherous thing called sneakers that are i mean to take it a bit far sucking the energy the strength out of your foot arch and in return you get nothing and i guess you look fresh and then it, you're because of the seated position and the uh heel elevation you are um ineffectively shortening your calves and because of the knee flexion your the degree the angle of your knee to your the bottom portion of your leg is shortened is what i mean was what i mean by flexion that because of that positioning you are ineffectively shortening your hamstrings. Everyone's got tight hamstrings, tight back. That kind of starts there. Works its way up the kinetic chain. So then in order to compensate for this, because um, it's, you know, training your upper back muscles isn't as flashy as doing, like, I guess, chest and arms or people just don't want to train at all so because we lack uh strength in our upper back our shoulder stabilizing muscles our thoracic spine we lack thoracic spine mobility and extension we can't we can't sit our chest upright i'm doing it right now so you might have heard me go away for a second i'm correcting myself as i'm saying this Um, again our body is adapting of the kinetic chain so then our lower back is taking taking all the brunt because our hips are super stiff from sitting in this position, our glutes are elongated. The most powerful fucking muscle, that booty, that peach, your fucking tush, is elongated and ineffectively uh, turned off. It is turned off. Those muscles, the glutes, the powerhouse, the biggest muscle in your body are now turned off because of the seated position, the hips being flexed. Uh, because of that, our our hip flexors on the opposite side of the hips that... Um, antagonistly work against the the glutes are in a shortened position and become weak in that position so then we can't even extend our hips when we get up because like damn those hip flexors run deep inside your body they attach at your pelvis and i believe they attach uh come up and attach to your lumbar vertebrae four and five but i could be wrong on that i'm not that clear on the anatomy where those exactly attach hold on so, so because these huge, giant hip flexing muscles 
attached to the spine. It could be yanking you one way or the other, or you know, just be shortened and yanking you just straight up down. So you can't extend your hips. So what happens next? The body compensates, it adapts even further, and the shoulders come forward because it's hard to keep you upright, especially when you don't have your pelvis underneath you and you don't have your your glutes underneath you to hold your fucking tushy up. Um, it's so much easier for your thoracic spine to collapse in. Your shoulders be rounded forward, um, internal internally rotate. <laughs> internally rotated as well that's putting a huge stretch on your upper back muscles which turns them off they're not doing anything now put your shoulders in a really vulnerable position um then you know what happens next so then most of the time we sit inwards too because of technology our phones i mean look i'm i'm not trying to be a hypocrite i fucking do this and i gotta like catch myself hold my phone up like god to hold it up bro and then I start, now I do a lot of overhead movements to get myself stronger because I will not fall prey to this. Anyway, so yeah, our arms come in a little bit, shoulders in a weak, weak, vulnerable position. It's just a mess. And then now your, your triceps are becoming shorter, shorter. Our fingers are usually crouched in. I mean, think about it. Like, relax your hands for a second and just look at them. My arm, my fingers, um, relaxed, curl in. Now I don't know if that's normal, but it doesn't seem like it's supposed to be normal. I feel like our hands should be fairly flat. I don't know. I've never looked into this, like you know what humans' hands look like now versus then. But think about holding your phone all the time. Your fingers are crunched the fuck up. That really can't be good. I think this is what leads to carpal tunnel or whatever that shit's called. So yeah, I mean, we, our wrists also getting super stiff. A lot of th- see, this is what I mean. It, it, there's all that I just ran through everything, and I'm probably missing a lot. Everything that's happening from a, a skeletal muscle level, um, things that are happening from a postural level, a neuro, neuro neuromuscular level, because when 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 muscles are elongated and turned off and weak, like the glutes in this case. Um, like your foot arch, for example, even though it's not necessarily being elongated, it's just being weakened and turned off. The glutes, the thoracic spine, the upper back muscles, these muscles, our lats are getting super stiff. When these muscles are so stiff, so elongated and weak, we lose that neuromuscular control, that mind-muscle connection with them. So like, then you go your whole, whole life and, and you don't even realize that these muscles are there. And again, not trying to be a hypocrite, this happened for the first 24 years of my life. I'm like, yo, when I started lifting, I was like, wait, there's a muscle there? What does that do? It feels so much better when I, I have shoulder stability now. I feel all the, the rotator cuff muscles. There's like six of them. They stabilize the rotator cuff. I, I feel them all activating when they're actually activated. And it's ama- It's such a better feeling than the goddamn pain I dealt with for the first two years of lifting. So um, yeah, when these muscles become weak and elongated, it's just, you gotta slow down we lose a neuromuscular control with it and we will go how many years and you know everybody's different everybody goes through a different journey how many years before you realize those muscles are even there you know so and that again just on like a, a skeletal muscle level that's it okay the next thing that we want to talk about is stuff that's superficial superficial muscles things that are deeper deep deeper deeper superficial did i have am i choosing the right word there someone correct me they're deeper muscles. They're, they lie within you more. So I talked about the sows major was the big hip flexor muscle I was refer- referencing. That one does. Whew, I dealt with it. I deal with it. My right hip flexor. God damn. Is that motherfucker hard to get to? Um, so that's those just skeletal muscles. When we talk muscles that are deeper inside the body, let's talk about our diaphragm for a second. Okay. That's that's what, what really allows you to get deep breaths. 
it relaxes the f- it, when you diaphragmatically breathe you're gonna feel so goddamn relaxed it's magical try it google it right now if you've never taken a deep breath and felt relaxed <sighs> i'm telling you right now do it first 24 years of my life i had no idea how to, how to breathe right i'm so serious when i tell and and you know i will admit my delivery hasn't been the best in the past when i tell people you gotta stop sitting your feet don't work right. You're not walking right. <laughs> um, you're not breathing right. They get offended. And like I get, like I said, my delivery's never been the greatest. But it's like, it's so true. It is so true. Tw- first 24 years of my life, my feet didn't work right. I didn't, okay, maybe not the whole time. Because I had to imagine when I was a kid, they probably did. Um, I didn't breathe right, man. Talk about, if you ever deal with anxiety i seriously learn how to diaphragmatically breathe it will calm you like no other i I, i'm gonna use an example myself as an example for a second so when we get put into stressed out states of being like anxious nerve maybe not i don't know nervous maybe i guess nervous would be one of them um scared frightened any of those kind of things uh our brain goes into a state of fight or flight so it's like stressful. It's like stressful hormones that are pumping into our brain, type of thing. And when those things happen, your mind might be racing. Your brain is trying to keep you alive. So, I I've gotten better at sensing those moments, and I recently started doing boxing classes. So when you're getting punched in the face, that fight or flight switch flips, and the instructor, trainer, whatever you want to call him, he started to tell me I need to relax more. He's like, you know, make sure you're taking uh, deep, you're, 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 no, what was the way, how do you phrase it? He said, make sure you're nasal breathing. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's it. And then I went back and I was able to punch somebody in the face. It was fun. So it was like, it's that shit goes a long way. And I'm telling, like, I'm getting my ass whooped by this one dude. And it's like, if, if I'm in the middle of getting my ass whooped and just taking a deep breath through my nose actually calmed me down, that's wild. Diaphragmatic breathing, guys. Don't sleep on it. Seriously, Google it. So when we can't breathe through our diaphragm properly, that's a muscle, okay? It's not working. That's in our belly. So I that's this is personally why I think people store fat in certain areas. Their muscles are so fucking inactive. And I just, the fucking most dramatic effect there. They're so underactive that the body stores fat there as a protective mechanism. Now, people say you can't spot reduce fat. People say that you, um, and, and there's, they're probably right about that one. And people say that everybody stores fat differently. I call bullshit. Everybody stores fat in like the same fucking three areas. Your stomach, um, your the back of your arms, your hips. Is it, Am I missing something? And I guess some dudes get like man titties. They all, they're they always stored in the same areas. And that's because those muscles that are there become so shortened and weak. I truly believe, and I swear one day this is my goal. I'm putting it on blast right now. There are probably 10 people that listen to this, and one day it'll get huge because people are going to want to know how bad sitting fucks you up, and they're going to come to this podcast. I'm saying this now. I truly believe the reason that people store fat, most people store fat in the same fucking areas, is because the body is is using the fat as a protective mechanism because the muscles are so weak they can't. They don't, they're not functioning properly. They're not functioning to their capacity. So the body stores fat there as a protective mechanism. That's just what I think. But I could be wrong. So don't go ahead and quote me, actually, because I'm not going to be wrong. I'm going to be right. This, 
Uh, the reason I was saying that, though, was because I'm going to be able to fund research. One day. I'm going to have so much fucking money that I'm going to be able to fund research one day to prove myself right. Because Lord knows I'm not getting a fucking doctor degree. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, so when the diaphragm becomes inactive, and isn't isn't we're not getting deep breaths, the muscles not even really doing much of anything because we're all mouth breathing. I catch myself doing all the freaking time. <sighs> deep breath. Take a deep breath. Really, listen. Take. A into the nose like you're snorting cocaine <sighs> out through the mouth like you're blowing a bubble no those two don't go together anyway when the diaphragm isn't working like fu- it's not functioning adequately let's say the body again adapts and because you can't get deep breaths to calm you down just from sitting in this thoracic spine collapse position the 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 What's that thing called? I just had a diaphragm isn't getting full breaths. You're not expanding your belly, your your rib cage full. You're not taking it through that full muscle contraction. Your brain flips you into a state of fight or flight. And this is why, again, I can't prove this because people will call me who knows what. This is why I I actually really think that most people who are very sedentary, um, overweight, obese, are always anxious because they're sitting all day most days a good portion of the day they're not moving their body you're not getting those endorphins that you actually get from physical exercise and because they're not getting deep diaphragmatic breaths their 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 diaphragm is i, I i'm going to say collapse i don't mean like it doesn't it, you can't use it anymore it's broken um because it's like your your thoracic your thoracic spine, your rib cage is collapsed inwards. You're, you're, you can't actually expand your diaphragm. And I'm actually doing all these motions while I'm saying this, so it makes more sense in my head. I hope it makes sense to you guys. Um, your brain puts you in a state of fight or flight. So you're in that anxious, scared, those negative hormones of life type of thing going on in your brain. And there's there's actual science behind this. I'm saying this, and I'm probably not putting it in the best possible way, but I'm hoping it clicks for somebody. And now you're anxious all day. You deal with anxiety, you know. And then, and then we can go down the rabbit hole further, okay? And this, guys, this is, and I know I'm all over the place. This is just from sitting. You get anxiety because you're sitting all the time. You don't want to work out because um, who knows? I mean, maybe look. Everybody is entitled to live their life their way. I don't care. These are just some of the things I've observed. I don't have a personal problem with the way anybody lives their life as long as they leave me alone. And so we sit all day people justify not working out because it makes them feel better to justify the inaction and then anxiety comes on we think everybody's judging us and i look i went through a part of this so anybody who may deal with this or you know someone who does like i i I don't want this to come off in a judgmental fashion it's just something i've noticed and there are a lot of issues in the world and people don't want to adjust the problems they want a quick fix or a slap on it and they want the government to do it but so people who sit all day they don't really do much they don't they're not physically active um they get anxious they go get anxiety meds and then it and it fucks people up more i mean i've never heard a good story from someone who's taken anxiety meds and maybe it's helped a little bit but like every medicine has another reaction throughout the body i mean antibiotics fuck us up and you know i could go i could go on forever about this but like this is what i mean it's just if people just moved a little bit more and 
and, and I'm not even I'm not even talking about like anything drastic here. All I'm saying is like go for a 30 minute walk a day. Get some motherfucking fresh air. That shit is beautiful. Get some, get in nature. Ground yourself to the earth. Look, it may sound weird to you, it may not. I don't know how you live your life, but there's something there. And if you just go outside and spend some time out there, I think you'll feel it. Get that vitamin motherfucking D in. <laughs> okay, I got a joke. The sun's got so much D to give. All right, go get you some. Crack myself up. But for real, go get some vitamin D. And I mean, vitamin D, I've heard researchers talk about vitamin D like it's a, a hormone. I mean, did a whole episode on this as well. Another solid episode. I learned a lot about this. And I'm not going to go off rattling facts because we'll be here for another 25 minutes. I'm killing it. So, guys, I'm actually going to wrap it up there. Those are like the two major things that happen when you sit often. Um, you know, the muscular imbalances, the uh, faulty movement patterns that usually result from very sedentary lives. Look, it's, it's like I said, I never had the best delivery with this, but I think it's always worth having a conversation with people about it. I, I used to try to because people, uh, I wanted to save everybody. I realize now it's hard to. So maybe you can get someone to change your mind by showing them this podcast. And you know what you'll do with that? Okay, so if, if someone is looking for someone to hate, you just made them hate me instead of you. That, that's a plus for you. I can I can deal with that if maybe, just, just maybe, they listen to this long enough for something to get planted, that seed to get planted into their brain piece. And one day it'll blossom because then they'll listen to another piece of my content or... They'll watch one of my videos and they'll hear me talk about the peach. And my God, is it a glorious piece of art. I thank God every day for my ass. And you guys should too. And this is what I mean. One day somebody else will hear that. And it'll, and it'll sprout that seed and we'll all fucking win. And that means I got to be hated for a little bit. Because someone didn't want to hear that they're breathing wrong. I'm willing to make that sacrifice. But only if you... My dear friend, share this episode with yourself again. So that means listen to it again. Or or you can share it on social media. Or just share it with a friend. And it would be dope if you left a rate and review on iTunes. I'd appreciate the fucking shit out of that. And if you do, and it doesn't really matter if you do or not, I'm going to be trying to do more episodes anyway. So if you guys have any particular topics you'd like me to cover, basic nutrition, fitness stuff, mindset around fitness, because um, I actually really like it. It's cool. Or at least I'll, I can give you my perspective, my experiences, because I think I look at the gym much different than most fit, quote-unquote fit people. And I have no problem sharing that. So guys, please leave a rate and review on iTunes. Share this with a friend yourself again your dog i'm actually gonna share this with bella next i'll check everybody out in the next episode peace If you don't, it's turn around.
up late cause I hate sleep Write words like you will never break me Write words like go ahead and hate me You'll be looking up one day on my stage seat I ain't never giving up cause I don't quit I ain't never giving up cause I want this I ain't never giving up till I own it Got a cup of milk cause I'm working hard to grow it I'm not the type to take it nice and slow I'm not the type to take the answer no I'm not the type to quit and let it go I'm my own dream catcher I'm not the type to take it nice and slow I'm not the type to take the answer no I'm not the type to quit and let it go I'm my own dream catcher